Welcome to Campfire Football. I'm Sebastian North. This is episode 98, the abolition of the away goals rule. So it's been a couple weeks, a few weeks, I understand. I haven't been able to release anything in a minute, but I'm back. I went on a few trips, most recently to Phoenix to coach my 07 girls in a tournament down there, and they won their division. They won the whole thing in their division. So really excited for them and just a great way to bookend the time that I had, the year and a half that I had coaching that team. So much love to that group. In the meantime, a lot of stuff happened. We had Senegal win the African Nations Cup. Chelsea won the Club World Cup. There's a lot discussion around how valid and uh, how important that should be or is. La Liga, Syria, they've both gotten tighter. We got to the end of the transfer window. Of course, people always have something to say about Man United and Barcelona and what kind of turmoil they're in. But what I really, really, really wanted to focus on was something a little bit different. Because now that European competitions are back, we're excited. But they've come with one major difference. And that is the away goals rule is gone. Been scrapped. So instead of weighing in on all the aforementioned issues and different things... I really do want to focus on this topic because though I was completely undeterred or bothered by it when I heard that UEFA was going to do this back in the summer, I hadn't really heard many people push back on it until basically this week. So Thursday morning, yesterday morning, I'm getting ready to get myself you know, ready to watch a bunch of games. There's a the Europa League games that were on. I, I had no access to Conference League games with, with the streaming services I have, but I was going to watch a few of the Europa League games, notably Barcelona against Napoli. I was very excited for that one. And then there were a few others to kind of pick and choose from that were interesting. But what was fascinating to me was by when I get on, I got on Instagram and was just looking, and there was one of my uh, favorite memers, the Lads Podcast. If you guys uh, check them out on Instagram, they've got some absolutely terrific memes. They had one about the away goals rule, and would it be, you know, what 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 are your thoughts on it going away? And I was pretty impressed with uh, what I read. I didn't realize there was such a strong section of people that really, really liked this rule, and that actually are quite upset that it's gone. I mean. To me, it's a little bit funny, but this pro away goals rule crowd—they really, really, they really got upset. They got loud and they really wanted to speak their minds about it. Yep, that's right. Instead of talking about Kylian Mbappe's goal or Real Madrid's limp defensive performance, Messi missing a penalty at the same moment that Ronaldo scores a goal versus Brighton, no, no, no. We're going to talk about this away goals rule because, to me, this is a very good decision. Now, it's not just about how I feel. This is actually about the history, the stats, and where the game is going. And I think we can absolutely make a case for the fact that this is a good thing, that we will no longer see this for at least some time. So just to give you an idea about how some people took to realizing that this would no longer be something that they have to consider when watching games, because let's face it, that is something that it is. You just have to consider it. Uh BIM23 said, takes away from the drama. MVW Football Boots said, shame. It's always made things a bit more interesting. Trev Dunphy said, European Nights is all about the away goals. It's definitely lost a bit of spark now. Lurk Nowitzki 
says, egregious crime. Hmm. And my favorite, Nolan Fink says, worst decision UEFA has ever made. And that is saying something. Away goal rule led to my favorite game of all time, Barca PSG 2017 second leg. No more of that, I guess. Okay, my reaction to all of those is you're being overdramatic, you're being overly sentimental, and you're not really living in reality on this. You're kind of just spewing an opinion based on maybe a few memorable experiences that had to do with this rule in the past. So, yeah, I don't think it makes any difference. I don't I don't think it's something that we need to be all that sad about. And to say, for instance, that it's an egregious crime or to say that it's the worst decision UEFA has ever made, that's when you know that people have really no idea what they're talking about. They're just reacting emotionally. <gasps> something I've seen and known for years is going away. What on earth are we going to do? I can't handle change. That's kind of how it feels, right? And look, it is a little bit understandable. I mean, to say that it's always made the game more compelling is understandable. There is an argument there because it does create this extra circumstance, an extra layer of possibility of what may need to happen from one moment to the next, which generates conversation, which can generate excitement. Sure. But does it really change how much the game, how much the way the game is played? The game's the game. Game's the same everywhere. Tactics that teams choose to employ may change from game to game, moment to moment. They may change because they want them to change. They may change because they are forced into it. So how much does this one rule really affect everything? I would argue it does not. First of all, just in response to that uh, Trev Dumphy quote that the Champions League is all about away goals. Okay. Again, that is just a statement that is untrue. When you think of the Champions League, most likely you're thinking the music, right? That op- the opening hymn of the Champions League. You're thinking about the trophy with the big ears. Maybe you're thinking about specific clubs that were really, really, really great at one time and have fallen away, sort of like Nottingham Forest. Or you're thinking about, or maybe Villa, right? Teams that back at a certain time were great. Maybe Red Star Belgrade, you know, th- the historical side of it. Maybe you think on big moments that you remember in the Champions League in your lifetime, whether it was the 99 Man United team that beat Bayern in extra time or the Porto team that somehow went all the way with Mourinho and won. Loads of great finals, loads of great memories, loads of great times in the Champions League. How much are you really going back and thinking on the away goals rule and how it made everything better? I don't think we do. Calling it UEFA's worst ever decision, that's something else entirely. I mean, we know UEFA do a lot of shady things, a lot of weird things. Scrapping the away goals rule can hardly be even put in the ballpark of their worst ever decisions. Now, this guy, Lurk Nowitzki, he noted La Remontada, right? The the comeback that Barcelona had against PSG back in 2017 and how that away goal that Edinson Cavani scored was the ingredient that made it the best game you've seen. Okay, let me address that real quick because yes, Cavani's goal did add a certain component that made it just that little bit more interesting and something more for us to talk about. But here's the thing. It was 3-0 for Barcelona when Cavani scores, right? PSG had won the first leg 4-0. It's 3-0 for Barcelona. 
Edinson Cavani scores to make it 3-1. What this now means is that Barcelona, who were at that point one goal away from taking the game to extra time, now could no longer take the game to extra time, but would need three to actually win. So, yeah, this is drama for sure. But let's strip away the away goals rule in that moment. When Cavani scores, this still extends what Barcelona have to do in order to get through. The game can still go to extra time. They still have to score twice. And guess what? They still have to score three to knock out PSG. So not a whole lot changes. And let's just say Sergio Roberto misses that opportunity right at the end when he scores to send them through. Let's say he misses it, but the away goals rule doesn't exist. We go to extra time and get an extra 30 minutes of football. So you can't just say, oh, it, it would have ruined all the drama to remove that part of it, right? It just, it, it's it's a give and take, right? Either you either the game is sort of on that edge where Barcelona are either do or die, which, yeah, that's exciting. That's interesting. But how much does it really change? They still needed to score the, that amount of goals to get through. That That's just the way it was. So... Aside from just speculation, right, I'm addressing the fact that people have this wrong and there is actual statistical, historical evidence to back that up. First, we have to understand when the away goals rule was brought in. In the 1965-66 season, the Cup Winners' Cup was the competition was first trialed in, right? The idea, of course, at the time being that away goals, that away teams didn't score enough goals, they didn't attack enough. And so there was this desire to generate more of that, to incentivize teams to play more exciting, expansive football, especially being the road team, right? Problem is it didn't really work, and we, and we can tell by the stats. And l- let, me, let me just mention, like I've said, it did create another layer of considerations and circumstances that can change from moment to moment a little more drastically. Yes, that will lead to more drama. Right. But the problem is it didn't produce more goals, which is what the whole point was in the first place. In the 1966-67 European Cup campaign, that was the last season before the rule was enshrined. So it was brought in for 67-68. In 66-67, there was a goals per game average of 3.26. That's just goals per game. This is the last season before this rule was enshrined. Within 10 years, by 87-88, this had dropped down to 2.34. So a difference of 0.9 goals per game, almost one whole goal per game over the course of 10 years as the reduction. Those are problematic stats, right? UEFA, uh, Alexander Seferin, they, they released a statement sort of detailing this. They said that statistics from the mid-70s until now show a clear trend of continuous reduction in the gap between the number of home and away game wins and the average number of goals per match scored at home and away. What does that mean? Well, let's break this down. The number of home and away wins from the early part of the 70s was 61% home wins, 19% away wins. And that fell to 47% home wins, 30% away wins. So yes, away teams grew their winning percentage by 11%. Home teams dropped their winning percentage by actually 14 So, you know, a little bit of a difference there. What's really interesting is the amount of goals per game. The game, goals scored home and away went from 
the home team scoring 2.02 goals per game and the away team scoring 0.95 to the home team scoring 1.58 and the away team scoring 1.15. So what you're seeing, yes, is the away team started to get more victories and score more goals. But the home teams scored significantly fewer goals than before. That's an interesting stat. And basically, the overall net amount of goals dropped. So on based on raw statistics, you could say this didn't work. But again, like I've said, it just it's also just not that simple because the game is not just based in stats. It's based in the overall the overall story, the overall drama, and the way the game is played, what the quality of the football is that we see. And yeah, we all want to see goals, right? So one thing you have to think about is that football was very different in those days. Where If you transport yourself back to 1966-67, we all know there were a lot of differences. Jonathan Wilson, who is from Sports Illustrated, he wrote a great article about this yesterday and mentioned Basically, his point, one of the points he made was, it's not as difficult now as it used to be to play away from home. And there is plenty of st- there's plenty of statistical evidence that supports this. Also, there's just basic evidence that supports this. Think about this. It is so much easier to travel than it used to be. I mean, I know in the 60s there were planes, but everything is a lot more comfortable and easier in terms of this and, and faster in the way you can travel. Also, you have to remember that maybe going to a game in Eastern Europe or going to a game somewhere in some small town somewhere, you were going to get a very different type of experience. And football has homogenized in a lot of ways. Some will say that that's not a good thing. But if you think about it, with the homogenizing of football, it is that stadiums all have to be to a certain spec for European competition. Not only that, not just the stadium, but security around the ground. Uh, safety for supporters, what kinds of things fans are allowed to bring into the stadium, what kinds of things fans are allowed to do. Crowds were way more hostile back in the 60s and 70s. I mean, throwing things on the pitch, being extremely racist. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that was going on that was much more difficult for an away team. Sometimes you would get referees who could be, it just was easier to buy off refs. It was easier to influence the game in certain ways. You know, if you're from Liverpool and you go and play against Partisan Belgrade or Red Star Belgrade and you go all the way out uh, to Eastern Europe for this match and you stay in a hotel, well, now you've, you know, people were sometimes bringing over their own staff to make sure that no one was poisoning the players. This is stuff that just doesn't happen as much anymore. So going away was really, really tough before. And a lot of teams basically showed up bunkered down and said, we're taking this back home. Let's just get out of here as fast as we can. Obviously, the game is just not like that anymore. Now, another example, we now have VAR to help level the playing field even more. So is it necessary, like considering all this, is it really necessary to say the away teams need an extra advantage, an extra carrot, something that gives them an advantage in a certain situation should they be bold and go score a goal. Okay. The most basic argument I have against this is the simple competitive side. Why is it strange to revert back to an old school system of if you outscore the other team, you win. If you've scored the same amount of goals, it's a draw until someone outscores the other. 
That's the basics of football. To add a thing where, well, if there's a draw now, if you scored this amount of away goals and they scored this amount of away goals, now you get to go through. It's basically advancing on a technicality, right? Okay, cool. Like I said, might make some of the game more interesting and and the storylines and narratives more interesting for some people. That, I think, is where the sentimentality comes. But I don't really think it's that important. Plus, all of that was annoying to try and explain to people. I I always tired of trying to explain to people who didn't know anything about this what the away goals rule was and why it existed. Most people are like, this is dumb. Just like, just keep playing until someone outscores the other team. There were a lot of people outside of either outside of football or outside of, you know, the people who watch it consistently and are really plugged into this who just, they didn't see the point. They were like, why not just like do it the normal way, which I think is a very, very good point. We, we, in football, we can get very, very attached to certain small rules and technicalities like this one, and then not be able to see the forest from the trees. One thing I think that's important to keep in mind is that this away goals rule added a psychological component. Yes, a tactical component, but definitely a psychological one where if you're the home team, you really don't want to get scored on. If you're the away team, you want to attack and get a goal maybe, but are you really attacking the whole game? Like what really was changing in the way teams actually set up their style and played the game? How ambitious were they? Well, when you add a little rule like this, maybe instead of getting the pure game, you get teams trying to navigate how to deal with this extra incentive. UEFA President Alexander Seferin talked about this, and I think he put it very, very well. He said, the impact of the rule now runs counter to its original purpose as, in fact, it now dissuades home teams, especially in first legs, from attacking because they fear conceding a goal that would give their opponents a crucial advantage. Notice how earlier I talked about the amount of home goals has dropped, the amount of home wins has dropped. And this isn't because the away teams are coming in and outscoring them. It's because home teams are actually more nervous to concede at home, and so therefore they don't take as many risks. That's not what we want for home teams. We want home teams to go out there and win the game 6-3, not 2-0. I mean, yes, th- this is fantastical on my side, but uh, in my opinion. But it is a very, very fair point that he makes. Another criticism, which I thought was always interesting, is the unfairness. Is He said, there is also criticism of the unfairness, especially in extra time, of obliging the home team to score twice when the away team has scored. It's fair to say that home advantage is nowadays no longer as significant as it once was. I agree. It's definitely fair to say that. I don't like his use of the word unfairness especially in extra time, right? Because I don't think this rule created a level of unfairness for anybody. It was just a component that you have to work around and figure out. It did incentivize away teams to get a goal and to get involved. But now, once you got into extra time, as we saw with Porto and Juve last year, where it's deadlocked, we go to extra time, Porto score one goal, and now Juve have to score two just in extra time to stay alive and not just stay alive, but that's how they're going to get through. Yes, this is exciting. It's interesting, but it's also a little weird. In the last 30 minutes, you've basically got home teams got to win 2-1. They've either got to win 1-0 or 2-1 in 30 minutes to go through in advance. 
again, I, I don't like the word fairness being used in all this because it's not about fairness. It's actually more just about what makes the game better. And in my opinion, we don't really lose a whole lot by having this rule gone. Here's what you lose. You lose that feeling of, oh, the away team has scored a goal. That's a big deal. Now it's not like a big deal. It just means the away team has scored a goal. And honestly, if you look at the score lines from this week, you'll understand that maybe we have nothing to worry about at all. Now I understand that one week is not a very good sample size. We're going to need a couple years worth of data for sure. But what's interesting is this all started on Tuesday when Real Madrid went to Paris Saint-Germain and they were in an attacking sense, quite terrible, right? Real Madrid didn't really do anything. They had very few stretches of possession of the ball, almost no chances really to score. And a lot of people felt like, see, this is why the away goals rule was good because Real Madrid have just gone to Paris. They've bunkered down. They've parked the bus. They have no interest in getting a goal. They just want to get out, go back home, and try and win in Madrid. Okay. For all of you who strongly believe that happened, Carlo Ancelotti, after the game, came out and said, well, that was not the goal. We wanted to do a lot better, but we just weren't allowed to. PSG were too good, and we just weren't good enough. So he didn't go and say, hey, everybody, I'm not interested in us scoring a goal. I really don't want us to even try to score a goal. For any of you people out there, there are zero coaches that think that way. No one thinks in the way that just says, I don't care what happens. We're going back nil-nil. You can't plan for a nil-nil draw. You can't plan for a draw. You have to just go out and do the best you can. And scoring a goal gives you a pad. It gives you something. Yes, you don't want to concede. You don't want to concede too many. And against a team like PSG, Real Madrid could have. But that's that, I think, is an important thing to consider. Now, the other three Champions League games that happened. Man City went to Portugal and won 5-0. Liverpool went to Milan and won 2-0. And RB Leipzig drew at home 1-1 with Bayern. So there was only one clean sheet at home for in the Champions League this week. Look at the Europa League and Europa Conference League, and holy cow, these stats are really, really amazing. There were 16 matches played between the two competitions on Thursday. Only three home teams out of 16 kept clean sheets. Seven home teams failed to win, and five of those lost. Rangers scored four in Dortmund. Real Betis scored three in St. Petersburg. Slavia Prague scored three in Istanbul against Fenerbahce. Bodo Glimt of Norway put three past Celtic in Glasgow. So, so far so good as far as away teams are considered, you know, to go score goals. I'm sure the the incentive seems to be there. They want to attack. They're scoring goals. Home teams fared quite poorly in this round. So, hey. That's just a piece of statistical evidence for anyone out there who's a hater of this rule being gotten rid of. But overall, really what we need to remember is why we love, why we watch this game, right? Why we love this game, why we watch it. It's not because of small rules and technicalities. It's just not. That's a side story that can make, that can create a narrative and that can make things a little bit more fun to talk about. But overall, it is a distraction and it seemed to have negatively impacted the game. Uh, if you think about VAR as an example, something that has been added into the game to try and fix problems, we're still arguing about VAR decisions just as much as we were refereeing decisions. And you can still hear pundits go, I have no idea why this, why the referee has made this decision. 
and they still say referees never played the game at the highest level. And so, you know, the arguments have not changed. Now it's just we get to have a closer look, and that's the reason why everyone gets to be upset about it. So it never really ever makes the game all that much better. It just changes the way we do things. Could VAR be a success in some way? Sure. Right. I, I, I'm really curious to see what happens with this sort of automatic uh, automatic referee, the AI referees, uh, the AI assistant referees they're going to have at the World Cup. Are they going to have complications? Is something going to go wrong? Is this going to make it a little bit more muddled? And I mean, to me, it's once you start finagling with the rules of a basic game and the incentives of a basic game, you really change what it's all about. And I don't think we really want to do that. I think it's very important that we remember what is the essence of football. A lot of it is the unknown. A lot of it is surprise, right? And you're still going to get that whether you have an away goals rule or not. I think it's a very interesting thing to look at 50 years worth of, you know, almost 60 years worth of data and to say, wow, like that didn't really work. And maybe it had a good impact in the early days where it made it so that home teams couldn't just, you know, easily dominate at home. And I think that but the stats of home and away wins changing to where home teams previously were winning a massive percentage of their games at home, when that became a little bit more even, I actually think that may have been a good thing for the game. So don't get me wrong, the away goals rule might have helped in some way, but the reality is it doesn't need to be here today. As I said earlier, why on earth are we trying to make a case for the fact that the team that goes through does not actually have to outscore their opponent? Just outscore the opponent. That's what this game's all about. That's it. So thank you so much for stopping in. I really think this is an awesome conversation to consider and to look at because for anyone out there, if you're listening to this and you hear someone go, ah, oh, the away goals rule, UEFA, you know, they're just... They're just scam artists getting rid of this thing. Go ahead and talk to them about the statistics. Talk to them about the feel of the game and what we're seeing. Because, to be honest with you, I'm not going to miss this thing at all. Thanks for stopping by. This is Campfire Football. I appreciate you all hanging out, waiting for me to come back. And there will be more very, very soon.